Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. To the west of the great continent of Kern lies the island provinces of Perth, home to brave seafarers, exotic pleasures, storms of swirling magical energy, and cults dedicated to the old gods. Upon these white sands came the Eve's Watch, a band of sellswords and brutes seeking their fortune upon the shores of these lands. Let me tell you of this age of legends, for I and I alone am keeper of their saga. This is their chronicle. You leave the warehouse, that's the Thieves Guild hideout, and make your way back to your quarters in the palace grounds. Once you get back to your quarters, what are you going to do? So about what time of night is this at this point? So it's the wee hours of the morning, about 2, 3 a.m., that you make it back to your quarters inside the palace proper. Anyone who needs a long rest should start now, because you will not have a lot of time. That'll be me. Correct. Yeah, we should. And me. Yep. We should yep. rest. We should rest, and we should take this time to rest because we're not actually guarding anything, and we shouldn't have to worry about you know people trying to kill us. Probably not. Shin and I have some uh, locker door work so to do. We could also then move from the library back. Let's move to back quarters. to our quarters that we were assigned. Be mm-hmm. more comfortable. Rest for all of us. Lock the door. Shin, do you need? You don't need a rest, do you? No, I was planning on doing uh, prep work on all of these grenades overnight, and then. In the morning, we can work out the, the exact formulas. You're doing okay. what? Smoke bombs. Oh, right. Distractions. Quill and paper? How do you feel is it in the morning? I'm going to bed. We'll talk in the morning. We need to sleep. I'm still mad at Jill about this whole pig chicken. Don't worry. You'll have a chance to get your anger out tomorrow. What? No steak? Bacon. Steak. Bacon. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys. Shin will take and clear a uh, section that has enough space so that we can put all three on it, and I will start dismantling the smoke bombs I've put together, keep three of them as smoke bombs, and empty out the other six to be put to other uses. And I will carefully wrap up all of the ingredients that come out of each one so that when I get more shells, I can just dump the contents right in. The work is pretty easy. It provides you with an ample distraction from the goings-on in your mind when you're up and awake and alone in the middle of the night. And it goes by fast, and it's a brief moment of peace for you. And in a relatively short period of time, a few hours, are satisfied with the work you had done. Around this time, the sun begins to rise. Activity begins to start out in the palace grounds. Companions are still asleep, and in a few moments, servants enter the room, begin to place your morning meal on the table. Those of you that are asleep, with the smell of food and tea and other morning beverages, you begin to slowly awaken and come out for your morning meal. I gotta get up before Jill because I'll eat everything. Are we considered to have had a long rest? Yes. Tuko sits at the table and begins to eat. As does Koo. Likewise, Mule. Jill does as well. Lovac will eventually come out, go over and take Jill's plate and sit down next to him and start eating off of it. Pull my plate back and said, don't do that again. This is probably your third by now, right? I will push my plate over in front of them. (laughs) 
take it untouched. I'll take his plate back in there. You were just the trickster these last couple of days, Lovac. Getting antsy, are we? It is hot. All right, settle down, you two. I will, we, we, we need to fill you in. I will point out any, because I'm sure plantains would be on the table. Would they have any like, salad with things I would recognize, like purslane and that kind of stuff? Yeah, there's a being an herbalist, you pick out a lot of herbs and local vegetation that is amongst the vegetables and fruits and whatnot. And I would point out to the group what would be the most refreshing. Over your breakfast, you fill Jill and Lovac in on the conversation you had and the plan for assailing a Mendenox Manor. What do you think, guys? Good plan, right? So you just want a distraction at the front gate? Yes, and we need... After the pastries go in? Uh, as the gate opens for the pastries, we thought it would be an opportune time for that distraction to start, so the gate would hopefully remain open for a while. All and right. you would draw the attention of guards to the gate. Correct. Away from the manor. And if they turn to leave, if they are called back, I will be there to have them take a nap on the job or whatever else is required. So we are the pastry delivery people? More like you're going to ambush the pastry delivery people. Well, we're just going to follow them, correct? Once the door opens, try to not let it close. That's where, Mule, you might be better off at the front gate for your ability to cause them to sleep. Shane, did you have any luck? I don't know. We threatened to tell them that... I'm all ready to go. I've got the base ready. If we accuse them of their pastries, poisoning one of our family members and just basically beat them up and throw them through the gate. There's a body lying on the ground where the gate can't close. It's easy. Yeah. It's a distraction. It doesn't directly involve the guards, but they're still going to show up. I think a fortunate victim is a minimum wage paid laborer just (laughs) (laughs) delivering some donuts. You have that writ, yes, McQueen? Yes. Before we begin, and we have to figure out when that delivery is going out, we alert the city guard in the area to leave us alone. As Tuco is finishing breakfast, he moves over to Shin's workbench, and we work together on adding strychnine. Large amounts of, well, a a decent amount of strychnine to the six smoke bombs he had not fully assembled yet. We could do that to a couple of them. Okay. What exactly would that do to the smoke bombs? The hope is that the smoke would now be imbued with strychnine and those inhaling it would be poisoned. One idea I had, it's a glass container, but the container does not break. It kind of shoots out like the top or something? Uh, No, the container will break. That's why we can't throw them. Okay. The container will break from the smoke? Yes. Okay. There's a small charge inside that as soon as it ignites and starts burning the substance inside, causes just enough of a charge to like scatter it. So, Tuco, I don't have any on me, and I was wondering if you had any on you. Would you happen to have any caltrops? Yes, I do. I do, too. Maybe put some caltrops in the smoke bombs, too. Uh, They they won't fit. If we were going to do small pieces of metal, I'd need to contain the substance inside of that, and I haven't worked that out yet. Okay. I had thought you were talking about calatropsis, which we could add for vision loss, but... If you did happen to step into the smoke and it happened to cause you a loss of vision, that could be a big problem for you. Maybe that's a a bit overkill. Speaking of, can we come up with, oh, a sleep that we could use? I have Poppy. Poppy will cause sleep. I think it's a bit more slow acting. The last line. No, that glass. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The calotropes is also, if if you get enough of it, your heart will stop. So. Inhaled. Maybe not that for this particular mission. 
Yeah, if you got a little poisoned, you'd probably be fine. But I think we'll leave that aside. That's for maybe another day. I since there want is a, to try that because that sounds like it would be interesting on some of our jobs. No, it doesn't because I seem to always get caught in your smoke. Well, these you would be specifically running placed. into the smoke. That's, that's really a decision-making problem, I think. <laughs> As I noted before, just label them well, please. Label them well. <laughs> Absolutely. So strict nine it is. So with the plan in place, this is going to be a daylight operation. Correct. Correct. I'm assuming because it's pastries, it's going to be, or donuts, yes. it's like the first thing in the morning. Which it is right now. Do you have your traveling gear? Yes. Oh, I would have taken the spyglass because I never actually gave it to Geo. I'd probably give it back to Tuco or somebody else who could carry it. Tuco would gladly carry it. So will you embark on your mission? Yes. First, we will go to the guard house. We'll get directions to the location of where the city guard operates from. And the bakery. Well, correct. Right. We'll have to go to both places. Go to the guardhouse first. Before we split up, anybody who has, like, a flask of oil, if I could borrow that for this mission? I have one. I have several. I only have one, so. You may have mine. One of mine. There's several lanterns in the room, and there's a whole shelf of lamp oil right there if you want some. Yeah, you could. Big flasks. Yeah, take what you need, really. Big flasks. Just in case, I want to be able to... uh... Light everything on fire. Yep. Right? Well, you should take that half-gallon one instead of my puny one. Koo, do you have everything we need... That Once we leave the city, boom. or but are I'm you planning to come back to the palace after you know, this? Block the doorway. Oh, we have to come back to this palace anyway. We have to come back anyway. Never mind. Yeah, we would have to come back yep. to the palace. Okay, just for what we need here. How are you going to split up? Who's going where and who's doing what? Or are you going to split up? We don't need to go to the bakery. The bakery is going to come to the gate. Well, we, we have to go to the bakery to understand when the delivery is happening, right? That would be helpful to know. Did we have a time? I no, believe just no. a day. Just a day. Correct. Okay, so we got to go to the bakery. Mm-hmm. Who's going there? The front gate distractor should go to the bakery, right? I'll go to the bakery. (laughs) (laughs) It's the bakery with the big, uh, well, you heard the guy. It's got the big gold bread bread. symbol. Yeah, yeah. Correct. I'll have to keep Jill company. Yeah, so why why doesn't the distraction group go to the bakery? If he only knew how good I give you the writ. Go to the guards. Just let them know we're doing an operation on behalf of the palace. We'll go to the guards in the palace and and ask them where the nearest guardhouse to the district will be in is located. They point you off in the right direction and greeting you with a good morning and showing you to the gate of the palace grounds. You all leave the gate and split up and go in different directions. Tuco has his full bag, like his full pack. He's ready to leave the city if necessary. Hello, Zach here from Geeks Camp, and I'm here to warn you strongly about our podcast we've got three hosts forming some sort of a bermuda triad where many unfortunate souls enter and precious precious few merge again unscathed one of our siren hosts speaks incessantly about dungeons and dragons and god knows what other malefants the other a sea hag of a man that delves the depths of kickstarter and brings back both luminous pearls and moist clams. Finally, the third and most despicable will spew tales of distant lands like tabletop conventions and other occurrences. Together we weave a tangled net of RPGs, reviews, and interviews that are sure to leave you breathless, drowning. Now let me ask you a question. Has this tantalized you? If so, you can catch the Geeks Can't live on the World of Game Design Twitch and YouTube each week. Just search for World of Game Design on Twitch or YouTube, 
or search for Geeks Can't, that's G-E-E-K-S-C-A-N-T, in your favorite podcast feed, and you'll be able to download the audio there. Enjoy. Jill Lovac and Moulet, it doesn't take you long before you see the sign with a big golden loaf of bread on it. Your noses detect the presence of a bakery long before you see the sign. The bakery, with its scents wafting through the air, is heralded not only by the smell, but by Jill's belly grumbling moments after consuming enough food for four full-sized men. Second breakfast time. For once, I agree with him. You enter the bakery? Yes. There's a twinkling of a bell as you open the door. A robust person woman standing behind the counter. There's all manner of baked goods. There's breads, rolls, pastries with fruit filling, creamed toppings. It is paradise. It's like Valhalla, Jill. <laughs> it's like letting kid loose in a candy store. Ooh, I want some of those, some of those, some of those. She puts them in a large bag and hands them across to you, smiling. Two gold pieces, please. I'll, I'll hand her two gold pieces. She thanks you, looks at Lovac. Anything for you? I start eating mine right there. I'll take that entire tray of pastries. Why? Puts them in a few boxes, hands them across the counter. Five gold pieces. Throw five gold pieces on the counter. And one box over to the Oh, well, thank you, sir. He has big boxes. I'm sampling the samples right now before I order my, my purchase. Mule, what are you doing? Clearly, they're filling their pie holes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Our priorities might be slightly yeah. off-center nope. here. That's totally fine. Is the woman the only one working there? She's not. There's there's the woman behind the counter, and there's another woman, much younger. Looks like it could be her daughter, that's starting to organize bags on the counter with slips underneath them. In the back is a middle-aged person man and a younger, probably 15 or 16-year-old person boy that looks like they're doing the baking. So the young woman um, that I suspect may be her daughter, I will approach her. She smiles and greets you. Good morning. I see you're laying out things. I assume these are pre-orders of some sort. Oh, yes, yes. Are you interested in in the daily or weekly delivery? Uh, Potentially. I was actually here to ask about one in particular. I understand you do serve the great house of Amendarak? Yes, 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 Amendanak. Yes, yeah, Amendanak, that is it. I'm I'm sorry. I, Why do you ask? I'm new in the city. I happened to stroll past his uh, compound yesterday, and oh, I must say, very impressive. It is indeed. And I uh, do a little business myself. I was seeking to maybe to get an audience with him, or at least show him that I'm interested in dealing with him. I understand that he's one of your customers here, and you I, may be... How is it you came by that now, well, I mean, you're the best bakery in the city. So I had to assume. You flatter and me. I had to assume, and now you have confirmed that the best merchant would go where? The best bakery. It makes sense when you think of it that way, doesn't it? It does. I'm not sure if you can share this information. Would you be able to tell me when you might be going? I would kind of like to accompany your treats cart. I would actually pay you a little extra to accompany your cart to not offer myself as an employee of yours, obviously, but to show that I... That I favor him so much to bring him extra. Actually, I would pay for you to double his order today to show that I'm really keen on meeting with him he has for business. A rather large order, but how much? How much would it cost to double it? Double it? Yes. 
Well, an additional 15 gold, he has... I put 15 on the counter. Consider it done. Why, why, thank you. She scoops up the gold very quickly. Can you tell me... I mean, obviously, if I'm going to present myself, I'll need to know what time. I understand it may take a little extra time now that there will be double, but... I make the delivery myself. Oh, yes. Well, for doubling the order, perhaps you'd like some help carrying. Why, sir, I couldn't... I couldn't you ask can. that of you. You're not asking? I am offering it to you. Well, I think that's wonderful. Consider it done. Why, thank you. I'll be leaving shortly. I don't know if you have the time. I have the time. This is the time I have. She goes to the back and starts filling more boxes and brings out a stack of four very heavy boxes and hands them to you. She takes a stack yeah. of while she's boxes. While she's in the back, I will call it back in jail and say, well, uh... Her, I will be leaving shortly for the compound, if you would like to follow along. I gotta get a couple more of these, but I'll be following. Well, be quick. You can eat them on the way. I was going to. It's just finger food for you. I'm on my last box. I'll carry it as we go. You can just take the... Here, take the box that you gave to me. I will be carrying I will boxes. reach for it, and I will take it. Not off the spin it. Touched my plate earlier. Tuco will remind his party as we travel to the guard's office. I will need to see Lovac immediately before we enter, so we will have to meet, meet with them because I can't be invisible without him. So let's hustle. And we'll have to try to hook up with them on the way back with their pastries. We can just brush by. Hopefully he'll understand. You approach the guard house. It, it's a large, low building. There's a guard standing outside. He gives you a look. Can I help you? Greetings. We have come from the palace. We have a writ to present to you from the queen. We are... Go inside. Give it to the captain. Thank you. Walk inside. There's, there's several guardsmen gearing up, getting ready to go on patrol. There's a older woman in there with salt and pepper hair. There's a, a low counter with several weapons on it. She's leaning up against it, talking with the other guardsmen. She looks at you and says, yes. Uh, I have a writ from the queen. A operation is going to be taking place. Let me see the writ. Let me show her the writ. Pauses a moment, rolls it back up, hands it to you. The operation will be taking place outside of Medinox Manor. Please. What does that mean to me? No guard interference. Whatever happens in front of there, let it ride. This is by order of the queen? This is by order of the queen. And see that order on the writ just says you can operate within the city limits on the authority of the queen. And we'll be operating under the queen's authority outside of that manor. We ask that no guards interfere. She stands up, kind of pulls her pants up a little bit, puts her hands on her hips. She looks like a formidable woman. Everybody looks formidable to me. (laughs) Says, did you hear that, boys? The Kopi here is on a mission, direct orders from the queen. And the guardsmen all laugh. So we're going to make ourselves scarce. She leans back against the counter, nods her head towards the door as she's looking at you. Thank you. I'll turn and leave. Tugo never went in. So you leave. You see Koo coming out, tucking his rip back in where it was concealed. Are we all good? Let's go set up at an intercept point for the other party so we make sure we're all coordinated. Well, we don't know what direction they're going to be coming from. I think if we wait a block away in some sort of cover, we'll see them coming. We hope. If it not, we'll, we'll continue with the plan without I mean, that. Jeel's nine feet tall, so we should be able to see him coming from a mile away. And if you all want to stay undercover, I'll just uh, walk past them and give a verbal signal of my desire and see if it's met. If not, I'll turn and return to you quickly, because everything will kick off very soon after that. I think that works as a perfect mission for your skill set. So Shin and I will hang out. You and... Shinner casually leaning up against a wall of one of the less opulent manor houses. Tuco's kind of gone off a bit on his own, coming down one of the side streets, Mule, and a very attractive 
young person woman, and Moulet has a stack of boxes that nearly obscures his face. And she's carrying an equally large stack that she's got to look around to see where she's going. And they seem to be having a nice conversation the whole time they're walking. Moulet, you catch sight of Tuco, who's approaching in your direction. As Tuco approaches the party, not making eye contact, not showing any sign of recognition, he yells out in frustration, I hate this city. Sometimes I just wish I was invisible. And just then, trailing behind Moulet comes Lovak, who looks like he's wiping jelly or jam from his face. And Jill, who's pops one last pastry in his mouth and unceremoniously casts the, the empty box over one shoulder as he comes strolling around the corner, rubbing his belly and smiling. Does that group react to my frustration? You've heard his frustration quite loudly. And I continue to walk past them, but as they get, as I can tell that she, it can't, I'm not in her visual line anymore, I fall in about five feet behind them and quietly stalk them. If he wants what I think he wants, Lovak's going to have to find an alleyway or something like that. The effects of some of his spells are fairly obvious at times. It's not something that's going to be done out in the street. So if there's an alleyway, I will... Hang on, Jill. i got to relieve myself. You know, duck into an alleyway. Lovak walks down into what can best be described as an alleyway. It's a very well-kept street to urinate in. <laughs> Piss up against the wall of a manor house. I follow him. Hey, man. You got that invisible thing? Can you help me help me out? Look up and down, look up at the top of the walls. Does he see anybody? Oh, there's people everywhere. Okay. Yeah, um, after he looks up and down. Yeah, but does it look like anyone's paying any attention to him? No, not or really. Or in the immediate area? No, you know, you catch a few stairs and then, you know, guards and, and people go about their business. I'll wait for a moment where it looks like no one's coming and then I will begin to cast invisibility. Say touch spell. It'll last for one hour. I will cast it upon him, touch him on the shoulder, ask the gods, both dark and light, to make him unseen. Slowly, he fades from your vision. Once Tuco is sure of the effect, he turns and sprints back to his companions, who he left waiting in the side street. And uh, when he approaches them, he says with a clearly audible voice, Okay, I'm here. Can I perceive him coming before he even shows up? Are you actively looking? Yes. Make a roll. While you don't see him, you can hear him, and he's maneuvering his way through pedestrians. So occasionally, someone will be knocked to the side. You know how delicate Tuco is. The first thing you think of is, well, Tuco saw Lovak, and now he is invisible. So once I feel he's close enough, I'm going to be like, just because you're invisible doesn't mean you're unnoticeable. Yeah, yeah, I know, but we're in a rush, right? We got to get to the back when they get to the front. Hopefully, once we're infiltrating, you won't be as obvious. No, no, man. I'm good at this. I've been doing this a long time. Come on. <laughs> sure. I'm a pro. You know me. Delicate, like a flower. A whole 12 seconds. He's been doing it a lot. Mulei, you approach the gates to Amendanox Manor with the young person you're escorting. She engages with the guards and begins to tell them we have a benefactor who has graciously doubled the order. Lord Amendanak. One of the guardsmen flips open one of the boxes, reaches in, pulls out a pastry, looks at her, and takes a bite. Not a bad job, huh? The other guardsman immediately begins flirting with the young girl. Young girl being 21 or older. <laughs> Jerks a thumb towards the manor house. So do they open the gates for her to deliver them personally? Yes. She looks at you and says, this is strange. They don't normally do that. Okay, well, let's go with it then. 
Ready, Jill? Wait, you're not me. Okay. I'm going to be really, really sick, and you're going to accuse her of poisoning me. He's going to stick his fingers down his throat, and run towards him, go, wait! <laughs> you vomit at the boots of the guardsman, holding your stomach, doubled over. One of them clamps a hand over his mouth and immediately looks away. The other one just stares at the pool of vomit in, in shock, turns around and yells, Wait! <laughs> Have we made it any direction towards the manor? Are we like you're, three you, steps towards it? Yeah, you're inside the gate, only a few steps towards the manor house, and the guards immediately fall upon you and stop you and are like, hold, hold, hold. Right, we'll as, we'll as hold. Jill catches up. She poisoned because that's his weakness. He got sick, now I'm getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming all loose right then and there. <laughs> wow, it's just going to make me sick again. <laughs> Jill, tell me what you're doing. As they're running up, because I'm, I'm seeing them puke, I'm like trying to hold it back. It's natural reflex. And when I catch up to them, right there, she poisoned us! And and then there is a volcanic eruption <laughs> of vomit from Jill, who is well over eight feet tall, had four breakfasts before he went to the bakery and ate easily two boxes worth of pastries. So it's showering, raining down upon it's projectile the ground. It's splattering up the gatehouse wall all over the gates, narrowly missing Lovac, who doubles over again because it is a fountain of vomit pouring it's, forth from his large half companion. It's half fuck. <laughs> and he begins to vomit again. There's a big uproar, the grounds of the manor, and more guards are starting to... To rush to the front, the manor grounds where Lulay yeah, and the girl are detained. I'm not trying to resist their detaining us. I'm like, you know, we're stopped. But as this is occurring at the front gate, I will. I'm just trying to take just a few steps back, just to show that I want to distance myself from whatever the hell is going on up there. And just looking at the girl, not accusingly, but just questioning. How many guards did we make sick? The two guards immediately left the gate, and one of them looked like he was just about to lose it. They detained Moulet and the girl from the bakery. There's several guards, a few with some dogs around Moulet and the girl. They begin questioning Moulet and the girl at sword point. One of the guards, the guard that sampled from the box, begins to say, I feel fine. I sampled one of the pastries as customary. I think everything's fine. I don't know what these guys are talking about outside of the gate. It feels unrelated. I mean... And and he looks directly at Moulet while he's saying this. Goes on to begin to defend your position. Yes. I think everything's fine with them. I agree. I mean, it's such an upstanding business. I mean, why? No, I, I feel like this is some sort of misunderstanding or mistake. Those two must have been drunk out there very possible and hung over i don't know i don't know what is going on i mean on. look at the, the big one sweating profusely i mean it's hot here but he must have been feeling ill before i would think jill is outside on the ground saying she did this to me the girl's crying now she's saying no 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 we've never done anything like that this is terrible and, and i'm staying i'm staying close to her in a protective gesture not holding her close but just staying close just show that i I'm on her side. Tuko, Shin, <laughs> and Ku. At what point does that situation get loud enough that we can know it's going on? Very quick. The minute the vomiting from Jill begins, 
that was when it got loud, like really, really loud. Jill very dramatically was ill in the streets, and there was like shrieks of terror from the people going about their business. <clears throat> Carriages have stopped. People are gagging. There's a huge commotion coming from the grounds of the manor. The distraction has... Tuco says, Shin, go, tie us up. I grab the head of the grappling hook well, and... you have to get there first. So run yeah. up the wall and set it at the top. You have to get there first. You Turn are not there. You are leaning up against the wall of another manor, so now you have to beat feet to get around the backside. When we were done with our interaction with them, we started to move in that direction. So we're not, like, completely away from it, but okay, so we're... Are we running? Are we running? Yes, we'd be running, and I think we'd be better off going into a neighboring manor first and then going into the adjacent target manor. Because we're at the front. We're not at the sides. We're not at the back. We don't know how far back this goes. Well, we were running for the back. I've been... I was at the back yesterday. Okay, if we were running for the back, that's fine, yeah. And so we're running for the back. So you beat feet. There's there's people from the streets behind the manors moving up the street to see what the commotion is, you know, rubbernecking and all of that. So the streets are beginning to empty out of pedestrian traffic. Carriages are still going by. There's no city guard to be seen. And you find yourself behind Amendanox Manor. There's still some pedestrian traffic going on. Nobody it is what it is. We have to... Yeah. Yep. The job is the job. All they're going to see is Shin and myself. Yes. But they're going to see Shin walk up a wall and set a grappling hook. Or tie a rope, whatever. But the I job is the job. To, it's going to be easier to just lock the grappling hook in. Up I go. Tuco starts to climb, and it's visibly obvious there's somebody climbing a rope because the rope is swinging and swaying and all that. Ku would be at the bottom of it and climbing up as well. We get to the top. What do we see? From the top, you see that the guards on the... The walls have started to filter down into the courtyard. There's four archers at every corner of the top of Amendanox Manor House. They don't seem to have taken notice of you. The ones in the back corners are moving forward to see what the commotion is. There's already arrows drawn by the two archers on the top of Amendanox Manor. As the other two approach, they begin to knock arrows, and they're aimed down into the courtyard. I will take the grappling hook haul up the rope, reset the grappling hook, drop the rope down on the inside, and then walk down the wall. No, no, you can't do that. We need this grappling hook and rope when we get to the building. Can we just loop it over? How about you guys just go and I'll come down last? Sounds good. Down I go. Quick and quiet. There is a long sprint to get to the back of the manor house, and there are some people still going about their business, stable boys, you know, feeding horses in the stables, servants going about their business, Approximately how far from the back wall is it to the manor? 80, maybe 100 feet. So a good three rounds of dashing? I can do that in one. It'll take me, uh, dashing is 60, so two rounds of dashing, right? It'll take me one round of dashing and a hat and one round of regular movement to get there. You could do it in one because you can use your cunning action as a dash and then dash again. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the cunning action could be a bonus dash. Okay, I didn't know that was a mechanic. Yes, then that is what I will do. As you're sprinting across the back end of the manor grounds, just as you get to the building, one of the back doors opens, a guard steps out, stops at first, startled, two people charging across the back grounds, and immediately steps forward and draws his sword. Tuco sets an arrow and fires. He looks like he's about to raise an alarm. His mouth is opening. He's in, like, mid-yell. You get advantage. Right. Thank you, because we're invisible. 
Well, that's good because that was uh, eight. Oh, an oh, an eleven, and my invisibility drops. An arrow whizzes towards him, landing with a thud in the door frame. Can Ku make an attack? Yes. Okay, so Ku will make an attack. This will be with Masterless Dagger. No, an eleven. And are you throwing it, or you're in his melee range? I'd be in me- melee range. You dip under a sword strike and jab at him with your dagger and miss. It skitters off his leather breastplate. Too close for me to want to cast a spell, so I will take the light crossbow off my back, load it, and hold my action for enough space that I think I'm not going to hit anybody in my group. Oh, You, you don't think you're going to hit Ku. Ku's much shorter than you, and... I was shooting from a range. Tuco used a ranged attack, and he's now visible. Yeah, you can shoot clear. There's no mechanic around that. Oh, okay. Then, uh, yep. Well, does a 14 hit? Yes. Roll your damage. Ooh, maxed it out. So that'll be, uh, six on that one. I don't have anything special with that one. What are you using? Crossbow. Light crossbow? D8. Plus your dex modifier. It is plus dex? Yes. Oh. All ranged attacks are. Well, then, that's not max damage. Let's make that a four. You load your crossbow, take aim, fire. The bolt flies true, slams into his right thigh. He reaches down for the bolt. His yell of alert becomes a cry of pain. He drops down to one knee. And I will use all of my movement to close the last of the distance towards the door. Roll for initiative. Just the three of them, I assume. What's that? Just the three of them, I assume. Yes. Tuco is at an 11, and Shin? 12. 12, GM. Uh, Ku, you are up. Ku is going to strike at him with the dagger. 13 misses. Flurry of blows. 13 and 17. 17 hits. And none of my compatriots are within uh, 5 feet. Oh, Shin is? Shin oh, is no, he's not. No, oh, yes, he is. He closed distance, he said. Then I guess sneak attack. 13 points of damage. Begins to yell, help. H part out. Um, You dip in with your dagger, and he's able to awkwardly block it with his sword. Then you unleash your flurry of blows on him just as he's about to yell for help. You connect with a light cross on his jaw, and you hear a snapping sound, and he slumps to the ground. Turn to Shin. Get the grappling hook up to the balcony as quickly as possible. Hide the body as quickly as possible, and I'll go up the wall. I, I will close. I will. I will close distance to help hiding the body. Thank you. In the front of the manor grounds, there is now like a large group of guards around Moulay and the girl. Another guard comes rushing up, kind of shoving his way through the rest of the guards, and says, "This man right here, pointing at Moulay, he was in the bazaar that day that there was a battle there. Yeah, there were a lot of people in the bazaar. And the Ophal front and his companion." They look familiar, too. There were a lot of people in that bazaar that day. I got stabbed. You know, I got stabbed in the bazaar, and I show him. I just peel back my cloak. You see that scar? That's from a, a man in city guard garb stabbing me. Can you believe it? Obviously a criminal, then. Maybe. I don't know. There was a lot of confusion. One of the men yells, take them inside. We'll question them. Inside Shut the gates. Good. Secure them. But these two, take them inside. While we're inside, we can sample some of these delicious pastries and uh, show that they are, in fact, not poisoned. Move along, and he shoves you roughly. Yeah, I'm moving. Make sure that the girl is close by. Lovac's going to reach up to one of the guards. Oh, God, give me a hand. Put a hand on his shoulder. 
and just kind of like try to, you know, stand himself up, push him down and do like a leg sweep so he drops into the pile of vomit. There's no guards around you. Oh, there's no guards? Oh, no. okay. They backed all off? They they ran in <laughs> when the commotion with Moulay started, but now you see about a dozen of Amendanak's guards roughly shoving Moulay and this girl from the bakery forward towards the manor house. And there's a few guards coming up, approaching the gate, and they begin to shut the gate from the inside. I'm going to look over at Jill. Time to improvise. And I'm going to charge the gate and shoulder, like try to shoulder to stay open. Let's think of something different, but okay. <laughs> I don't even know if there's any way you could miss the gate. <laughs> he could slip on some vomit. He, could, he very well could. Make an attack roll. 15. The guards run up and begin to close the gate. There's about six of them there. Two of them are closing the gate. Four of them are behind them with their swords drawn. As they begin to close the gate, Geely erupts into action, launching himself in linebacker fashion towards the gate, striking the gate with his shoulder and blowing the gate open, driving the two guards that are closing the gate back so forcefully that they do that awkward kind of, you know, really quick footstep backwards until they land on their asses on the grounds of the... Jill has improvised. I'm going to charge her right behind him. Holy shit, he's going to kill her! <laughs> and run in right behind him. When you enter the grounds, what are you going to do? There are two guards on their butts and four that have swords drawn and are in a defensive stance. Well, Jill's in front of me, so I'll take a cue from him. If he's going to evade the guards, then I'll evade them. If he's going to confront them, they're going to confront them. But I'm yelling, he's going to kill the girl. He's going to kill the girl. You think Jill's going to evade? I don't know what Jill's going to do. <laughs> Neither do the rest of us. <laughs> I'm going to take a cue from Jill. Roll for initiative. Time for the diarrhea. <laughs> uh, Lovac. Mule. 19. Gio. 19. GM, do you want a different initiative? 11. 11, okay. I was doing better initiative when I was rolling the D10. <laughs> Did I get it right that two 19s? It's up to you who goes first. Gio, you can take the lead. How far away is the nearest guard? You blew the gate open and made it just about 10 feet away from them. I'm going to rage and reckless attack the first one. <laughs> there you have it. Not going to evade. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> AC 16, eight points of damage. There is a a bellow that is almost deafening. It actually takes the guardsmen aback a bit as Jeel thunders towards them, swinging his maul, which is much longer than they are tall, in a wide arc, slamming it into the chest of one of the guardsmen and knocking him back. He falls backwards, does a shoulder roll, gets back up, holding his chest, coughs a bit, <coughs> spews some blood out, and then starts moving towards Jill. How many guards are around me at this point? There's a dozen right now. We're kind of in the moment here, so Jill just burst through the gates. I imagine some of them are starting to turn in that direction. It wasn't done with any sort of delicacy, so their attention <laughs> has been caught. They're now not so much worried about you or this girl from the bakery as they are the raging giant inside the grounds. I'm going to hold. I'm actually going to ready to move. Once they make a hole, I'm hoping what they'll start to do is split kind of in a crescent and then kind of move towards Jill. 
and I will take that opportunity to take the girl by the arm and kind of move her out of their sword pointy reach just to get clear a little bit. Okay. Lovac, right? Or no. Yeah. Uh, no, GM. It's me. Yeah, I'm last. Three guards within melee range immediately close on Jeel and attack. Remember, they have advantage. They have disadvantage. No, they have advantage. Why would you remind the GM of that? (laughs) Because it's important. We want this to be not only fun for people to listen to, but educational for new players to be like, oh, there's this, this, and this. We want to sound like we know what we're doing. (laughs) Not because you're a teacher's pet. (laughs) I'm not your pet. I was the guy that turned sin six into a four, so. (laughs) You're a helper. The dice curse is alive and well today, it appears. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. (laughs) That was three ones that I've rolled. (laughs) They close in on Jeel in the most awkward and clumsiest fashion. Like, it's their first day on the job. Maybe it was the fountain of vomit, (laughs) tackle of the manor house gates, or the fact that he launched one of their fellows a few feet back with a blow from the mall. But whatever the case is, they close in on the raging Jeel and they begin swinging wildly. One of them catches the butt of the mall in the face. Another one trips and stumbles and another blow barely glances off of Jeel's belt buckle. There is a look of great concern and fear on their faces as they attack Jeel but none of them so much as scratch him. The two guards, blown backwards by Jeel's tackle of the manor gates, begin to stand, draw their weapons, and begin moving towards Jeel. Moulet, there is a huge commotion in the manor house uh, grounds, which has attracted the attention of the guards that are around you and the girl from the bakery. Today is going to be the worst day of her working life, easily. (laughs) Ten of them break off before they do. One of them, who's clearly the leader, points to two of them and says, stay with the girl and the orc. We'll be back. And the ten of them break off and start charging towards the gates. Mule, you have a held action. I do. There are two guards around you. All right. So uh, the girl's right next to me, so she's going to see this too, but... I'm going to summon my fey presence again, this time a much lighter tone. The air around me brightens, illuminating my friendly, smiling countenance. So this is what they see or how they feel. We are lit, you and I, by a chance beam of light from the sun above, revealing a welcome, benevolent intent. Wisdom DC 13. For everybody there, even the girl? Everyone within five feet of me. How'd we do? For, I love that how look. How'd we do, Scott? Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> Everybody fails. One of them with a one. <laughs> They're ch- charmed by me for one minute. It's not like charm person, but they, they see me in a positive light, and I'm going to say to them, the girl and I will wait here for you. Go help your friends. This menace is far greater than we are to you. We should really stay here with you, shouldn't we? What if... Have you, did you see what just came through your gates? I think you should deal with that. We, we're yes. not a threat. We're the pastry deliverers. No, no, you're right. You're right. Sit here, don't move at all, and we'll come back in a few minutes for you. Of course. We will wait. Thank you. They both go charging off, swords drawn. Oh, this is fun. I stand in there and everyone's ignoring me. (laughs) They all ran away. They're all chasing the big blue guy. Oh, he's in front of you. They're coming, except for the ones that are sitting on their ass. They're getting up. They're making their way towards you and Jeel. 
Well, it looks like it's fun time, so I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Bolsters my AC by two. I'm going to slowly draw my weapon and go, well, guess it's distraction time. And then I'm going to close in on the guards. Which ones are you closing in The two that are getting up. There's one on either side of you. I mean, if they're not all the way up, I'll just give one of them a kick and knock them back over again. They're up and moving. Which one do you want, left or right? Left. I cast, so I don't have another action. Shield of Faith is a bonus action, I believe. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah, it is. Bonus action cast, so you still have an action. All right. So then I will strike the other. Thank you. Then I'll strike the one on the left. No, I won't. (laughs) It's contagious. Damn you, Frank. (laughs) Keep it all down at that end. You move in on your opponent who crouches low. He looks like he's a seasoned warrior. There's little crow's feet, telltale's signs of some wrinkles on the forehead from frowning a lot. That's not just an impression from the backside of the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, he looks like he's seen a thing or two. And make your attack, and he parries it and readies himself for another attack. Ku, Tuko, and Shin. Who's... Someone's hiding a body. Tuko and Ku are hiding the body while Shin, Shin is climbing the wall. Yes. There's an open door. There is a guardsman with a bolt in his thigh and a broken neck from... It's pretty impressive seeing someone as small as Ku break someone's neck with a punch. It's pretty impressive watching a big person do that. Not so much when it's Jill, but when an average-sized big person breaks someone's neck with a punch. But a little guy like Ku, really impressive. Tuco is giving compliments. Oh, that was, re- that was really good. Nice shh, job. Shh, shh, shh. The door opens into a corridor, which looks like it's it leads to the kitchens. On either side are open doorways. One looks like it's got some dried food in there, and the other one, canned goods. Tuco, who has the body over his shoulder, dumps him in to one of the side rooms, the Wait, one on the right. No, no, no. What's outside of the door? What's outside? Outside of the door? Like where you are now? No, like we're outside where we just came in, where, where I dropped the guard. Um, it's the manor house grounds. But like what's in the immediate vicinity? Um, the immediate vicinity, there's nothing in it. There's stables off, you know. In, Is there any shrubbery? In the distance. Bring me a shrubbery. <laughs> there's, there's no shrubbery. There's flowers. Much of them are, are crushed from the altercation there and the body falling into them. But there's no shrubbery. Trees and the whatnot throughout the manor house grounds. So Tuco ignored the wait, wait, wait and just hefted the body on his shoulder. Step in the door. See storage on either, either side. Toss it in the right one. Pull the door closed and step back out. As you step through the door, a woman comes out from the kitchen sees you with a corpse across your shoulder and shrieks. And that's where we'll leave it this week. Join us every other week as the Eve's Watch continue their adventures in Perth. Thank you to our patrons. Find us on Patreon to join the executive producers team and support the podcast. Our cast, Bill Robitaille, Louis Aponte, Frank Whedon, Jared Parker, Marcus Holt, Sin Morse, our DM, Scott, and me, Nova. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us every other week.